If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everyone, I'm Brenda. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring 20s Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. How was your work trip? Pretty good. It was pretty good overall. I definitely always leave those, like, with new ideas, new things, but, like, also a lot of energy, like, sucked out of me, and I always feel yeah. bad about it, but it's okay. Wait, so why, good. Do you, why do you feel bad about it? I don't know because I I feel like I've exp- I there's a lot of things that I think we talk about this idea of like being past something mm-hmm. and I think a lot of times I've I feel like I've said as my pride a couple of times that I'm proud of like my stamina lately mm-hmm. so I think that I expect that like I won't somehow be tired or like won't want to just like chill but that's so normal it's just funny that we think that way <laughs> yeah it's just an unrealistic expectation to have of yourself which yeah fair because like if you're like like full throttle working for like what four days or however many days you're there yeah and like networking socializing like that's exhausting yeah I think that's also it too for me is like when it comes to work things or like when I'm working with honestly with Chris or with you or like there's very different ways that I feel like I navigate work and for me as we're getting older and I think we've both kind of seen this in different ways I really struggle with like surface level conversations I struggle and I think you said you're having like a way harder time with that I'm having a way harder time it's it's because I think that I have this energy about me that people I am approachable I want to be approachable to people who know me people who don't I want people to think positively of me, like all these little things. I want them to think I'm ambitious, uh, that I'm all these amazing things, but I am, but like, there are certain things that I'm like, I don't want to talk about this with you. (laughs) (laughs) Like the initial stages, I am really struggling with that. And anyway, so like, especially in like such a sea of people, which is where I was. Yeah. It is like so draining to me. I think because I I would rather it's this show, man. I would rather talk about the depths, the deep, the all the things than like have to feel like we're just like so. How are you? (laughs) I could not agree more. Yeah, which I wouldn't expect myself to 
feel because there was a point in time where breaking down these walls wasn't that easy, honey. Mm-hmm. But now, give me that instead. Yeah, I wonder if anyone has good tips on, like, how do you take it from, like, A to B faster? Like, with people that you're, even in a professional setting. Because, like, I feel like I can take A to B pretty fast in, a, in like, a social, like, mm-hmm. friend setting where these are my peers. and I'm Oh, like, yeah, me too. Like, like, when we were away on this wedding, like, uh, it was a lot of people, like, friends of friends. Yeah. But, like, not people that I knew. And in that situation, I felt very comfortable going. Yeah, I feel like you're very good at that going right to the deep stuff like right to like you know the personal stuff like no problem there but it is harder to do in like a work situation because like what's appropriate what's Mm -hmm. not like who is appropriate to do this totally so I think it's way harder and I wonder if anyone has any tips of like how do you kind of like get into like a little bit of a deeper conversation in a workplace environment Yeah. Or even how do you set up the expectation? Because I think a lot of it comes back to for me, like, I do go into it the expectation of like, oh, man, like, I'm not super excited about this. So of course, it's going to impact my energy. I'm not like an asshole. Like, I think that's the difference. Like, I don't go into it with like, being so unapproachable and whatever, but it's just how I feel inside about it. And I do think that I add an extra layer of like, this is not I get along with people that are older than me, younger than me, all this stuff. But I do think that, like you said, when it comes to our peers, it can feel at least a little bit, I don't know, like you don't have to necessarily walk on eggshells or even if you can't fully read someone, you kind of know where like the lines are at least a little. Whereas I do think in like an industry that I'm in work-wise, I feel weird because I'm like, they don't want to know my deepest vulnerabilities. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, it, there, yeah. It's also like that weird, like that generational thing, which is not a bad thing, but it just is. Yeah. So it's just different. It but anyway, different. good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like there's got to be some sort of middle ground, though. Yeah. Yeah, there has to be. I think it is also like how people open themselves up to like energy is so much. And it's so funny because it's like, I don't think I used to recognize that like energy was a thing, but the same way that like you walk into a room or and like you kind of feel the vibes of the day or the mood people are in. Like, I think the same thing goes with the level of like openness that you can feel about someone. Like I actually told Julia, I was like, I was having a conversation with someone literally at this networking event. And the second that they were like, oh my gosh, like I know someone who podcasts. And I was like, no way we have a podcast. And like, there happened to be so many similarities and that like opened me up because there was a mutual like connection on something outside of this like impressing people with your experience and all of that and I think I think it's like specific to that too where we've we've I'm already very focused on like my productivity my growth like all this stuff so I think that doing that in another setting where it feels like people are kind of like oh well I have this many years of experience and like all this stuff I'm like get me out of here (laughs) oh a hundred percent I know exactly what you mean and like I feel like oh yeah those those kind of like conversations I totally shut down on I'm like I don't know what to tell you like I also just feel like I'm not very good at talking about my own achievements Mm -hmm. in a way like I feel I don't know I like I think because I think because I've experienced and I know you have too like people that like when they talk about their achievements it's very Mm off-putting but there are people that talk about their achievements and it's very like 
interesting and it's 100%. like but i always i always have the fear that i'm going to be off-putting especially if i'm talking to someone who is older than me or like has done more than me like you know it, it feels like oh well if i talk about my things it's gonna be like oh my god that girl just like talked about herself forever or like she yeah. this or like whatever and uh so i like do like the opposite of that is and I just don't talk about it like that at all yeah. and it makes it seem like I've done nothing and it's not true and I know that like that's not the right answer either but like I find that so hard to navigate yeah yeah no me too and I think it's also interesting that we're both in like a different just in a different like place in those conversations and whatnot too because some the biggest reason I don't talk about a lot of personal things is because I'm like oh well they're not going to care because it's not relevant to like what we're doing here right, so like right. for me like all these people are talking about like fucking plants and like all this stuff and I'm I'm like why am I gonna bring up you're like something I like that. my podcast or something like I don't know like my dog like I don't even know like why am I gonna bring up ventures when like it has nothing to do with this here but with that being said, I think as like a learning experience, I realize that like sometimes, which is me trying to take a tip from myself based on this experience is like, sometimes it doesn't even have to be related. And like, sometimes people do care about the other stuff. And it can be as yeah. simple as I met this man from one of our competitors. And he just started talking about, oh, he's like, oh, you're from New York. And then he started talking about all these things about New York. And like, we had such a long conversation about he used to have like summers in New York and like it was such a simple thing yes and it's like sometimes too if you're giving so much resistance or like short answers like I'm not gonna want to talk about that either so anyway it's like finding the little things it doesn't have to yes. be so deep it can be something as simple as a place yep. a dog you know <laughs> like well, it doesn't have to the be the truth is is that people just like to feel seen yeah and if you have something that connects with someone even if it's like oh we're from the same place or we went to the same college or yeah. we both like tried that restaurant yesterday like it gives people it makes people feel seen in a way and it just automatically yeah. creates like this level of comfortability yeah. and I that's something I always try to do is like okay what is similar between me and this other person and like lead kind of with that because it just makes people feel safe and it makes people it does make people feel more open like yeah. it's like oh you're from New York I'm from New York great we're the same like okay awesome like yeah we're together now you know yeah it's kind of that like camaraderie thing and that's something that I do always try to do is like find like what's yeah. similar totally I think it, it's something that will probably like deal with or something that I know that I'll deal with now I'm overthinking it because I'm like oh shit what if one of those people listens to this podcast and think I don't like them not the case um but <laughs> the reality insecurities here <laughs> yeah our own insecurities and also because I think that like our age plays into it a lot like for me something that I think I'm going to keep coming up against especially in like the role that I'm in which we've talked about like kind of briefly in the past is like being a young woman in the role that I'm in and I think that that's where a lot of my like um resistance comes in in the industry that I'm in is because I do somewhat feel like again not knowing where I'm gonna lie but I do to an extent feel like I have something to prove at least that I like am deserving of like being where I am so I think that that's 100%. where like yeah. my um what'd you say yeah me too 100%. oh yeah of, of like all of that where that's where I get like hesitant to go probably because I'm scared of or fearful of oh what if I say something that like 
make someone think otherwise which one I can't control <laughs> and two right. isn't that big of a deal but I think that's where my resistance definitely comes in is like oh are you deserving of being here like what is gonna even if you know that you are I think it's very easy to get in your head about that so two tips is finding a connection point because we all want to belong and tip number two I think is also doing our best to prepare for the experience and not painting it with all that anxiety around it or even with with like that oh I don't know if I want to go more so being like hey this is an opportunity I'm going to I'll probably connect with someone and it'll be a good time and I'll do the best that I can while I'm there yep it's a good reminder I I need that reminder too like I was coming up against that this week for sure like was invited to a couple things and just like was not in the in like in, sometimes I'm like yep you know let me do this like this is an opportunity like I might meet someone blah blah and this week I was just like not there I was just like mm-hmm. I do not I just felt very resistant to all of it and like but the truth is is that I could just switch my mindset on it a little bit it really is as simple sometimes as being like you know what that's so silly like this is an opportunity just like go do it like why not it's gonna take what a couple hours of your day and then like you'll probably find something good out of it or you'll get some energy from it or like there's always something to take from every experience and I think sometimes it is as simple as like like and it's simple it's not easy but it's simple of just like switching your mindset and I think that's something that I definitely can work on because Mm -hmm. I'll often just be like nah not today yeah well, you know what I think that that is too, is with the amount of experience that we have had with this podcast, with difficult conversations, with just like our own personal development, I think it's really easy to start to get to in a place where it's like, oh, like I know how to navigate this. And it doesn't mean we don't know how, but like, it's not always going to come automatically. So like something I used to do before certain events that would bring me anxiety, which again, I would never associate like networking to bring me anxiety because it's not necessarily anxiety. I think it's like it's just like resistance. And I remember when I used to feel resistance to going to social events with people around us because I was scared of how they would react to my body or scared of going to holidays because I was scared of like food pressure and like all that stuff, which I no longer feel. However, in order to get there, like I did have to before all of those events, literally like, I know we say mentally prepare ourselves, but I had to like emotionally prepare myself for like, hey, these things might come up. Here's how I might feel. Here's how I'll handle them. And it doesn't have to be like an hour long. It doesn't have to be hours. Just like little bullet points of like what you're feeling, what you're feeling resistance towards and like kind of how you can work through that. And I feel like when it comes to things like this, like we almost assume like, oh, I don't need that because it feels like silly. But I can totally see how for me painting, oh, I'm feeling um, nervous about some of the people that I might meet. I'm feeling just not excited, like whatever it might be. Like working through that, even if it's five minutes beforehand, can totally reframe our energy before going into the moment. Hundred percent, yeah. The, I I don't I don't think it's ever silly to have tools for things. Like, yeah, it is always helpful to have tools for things, and like, who knows when you'll need them? So why not? And I think that that is such a great tool to have, whether it is something as deep as the things that you felt that you were experiencing in the past, or something more simply like a work event that you literally have to go to. Like, yes. I I just think that's a great tool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's get into, I feel like this is kind of part of it, but let's just get on into Pride and Pickles! Wow, that Um, one was like unhinged. 
<laughs> that one was a lot. Um, my pride is that Ellie was such a good girl today. And it's such a silly thing, Aww. but in her, like, I don't even know what fucking age, like, of her life this technically is in terms of, like, being a dog. But um, she definitely has been more, like, rambunctious over the past couple of months. Um, and, like, you know, has been, like... Re- very reactive to things but anyway she's just been like lately such a good girl and I don't want to jinx it um but there are like little things that you can like see that she's learning where she's like okay mom is safe I don't have to scream at the world like <laughs> so it just makes me happy um and then my pickle my pickle is that we've talked about the sensation of like feeling stuck sometimes I don't currently feel stuck however Um, when I do feel like things aren't moving at a pace in which I hoped they would, I used to get depressed. I used to self-sabotage. I used to be an asshole to myself. Now I feel like I really overcompensate and try to like do whatever I can do to move things forward. Mm. But sometimes I don't think that it's a lazy thing to be like, okay, it's out of your hands. All you can do is be patient. So my pickle is that I'm struggling with that a little mm-hmm. but working through it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like what do you feel like you're you feel like then you're like pushing things before they're really ready or like yeah or like trying or, like, to just be- doing like you things that like f- keep feel busy but are actually useless yeah I think it's more so like almost throwing like being like oh maybe I can work on this portion but like to be honest that doesn't need to happen right, yet like there's where I right where like instead of working like I could do something that brings me joy right now this isn't necessary right now um so I think this right now isn't going to actually move this forward it's only it's only just to like self-soothe right a hundred percent it's only to feel like I'm like in motion but I think that one of the lessons that I'm learning again and again right now in like this 27th year of life um is that sometimes even when you're not doing something because of the stuff that you've done before you're technically still in motion yes especially if you're waiting right but if I think we I personally lately associate like oh well if I'm in motion like I literally have to be doing something all the time towards it and like that's not true so I I feel that very deeply and like did you watch air the the movie with Viola Davis about Michael Jackson and uh, Michael Jackson. Oh my God, Michael Jordan and <laughs> Nike. I did not. So sorry, Michael Jordan. Very different people. Um, you one, you should watch it. It's fantastic. Number two, um, you learn that Michael Jordan makes four hundred million dollars a year on passive income passive really he does nothing to make that it's because of he gets a percentage of every air shoe that's air jordan shoe that's sold right that's Mm -hmm. a deal that was set up you know 20 fucking years ago and every single year he makes 400 million dollars passively he does not do one thing for that deal that deal was made and it just works and like that i was like I was like, fuck, we're always like pushing, pushing, pushing. But sometimes if we've done the work in the past, things will work for us. Like, sure, I'll take $400 million a year on passive income. 
that's so anything for that he could stop working completely and he would still make that 400 million dollars every year by not doing an ounce of work and like we can you know that uh, you have to do the work up front he did a lot of work up front to get that deal yeah obviously but um and his mother actually got him that deal so like shout out to her wow But, but we can I think it's just like a like an analogy to show that sometimes like the work that we've done is enough and we can let that work work for us yeah and I don't know I'm like yeah I feel like that's the vibe that is the vibe and that's so weird that you said that in that way because before my phone was I don't even fucking know what happened but anyway it forced me and Chris yeah now it is but it was weird because the chart like it didn't even it wasn't even like my phone was charged but the charger in my car like you know how sometimes when your phone dies and then you plug it and then I don't fucking know it turns back on um but it wasn't doing that in the car until I got home but anyways um so obviously inevitably me and Chris were talking and we were just talking a lot about like work and whatnot and part of these like projects I keep alluding to a lot of those are with that goal granted $400 million is, a, is very steep and that is beautiful <laughs> so and amazing. We're not there yet. Um, that's very steep, not there yet. But like, that's what we were talking about is like, we can't keep, which I, I, I feel like someone who's older than us would listen to this and be like, this is what's wrong with you millennials. But they're like, we, for those of us who do, who understand that we need to front load the work mm-hmm. and then eventually, hopefully have an opportunity to really enjoy life and enjoy it along the way um and let money work for us instead of trading literally hours and hours and hours and hours and too many hours a week on that I know that it's different for like generations above us but like the times have changed so anyways that's exactly what we were talking about is how can we stop trading so much time for money and how can we not necessarily work less but how can we make things work for us so it's just funny that you mentioned that yep so yeah um that was your pride and pickle very excellent what about you my pride this week is that my monthly newly package came it's the best day of the month wow it really makes me so happy I like look forward to it for days while it's like on the way and then it comes and I'm so happy Um, did everything work for you I haven't tried on yet but everything looks cute from the outside Okay, okay. I'm try on after my shower because I'm a dirty girl right now and I don't want to dress my nice nude clothes. Valid, valid. Um, but very excited. It's it's so exciting. Um, yeah. So that's my pride. And then my pickle is, it's like, like you had mentioned um, being mean to yourself earlier. I feel like I shame myself so much. Like, I feel like I walk around all day long shaming myself. Really? Yeah. And it's stupid. <laughs> it's literally yeah. just stupid. Like, like today. So here, here's today's example is Please. that today there was a networking event that I was invited to tonight. And I chose not to go. Mm-hmm. Because I just didn't feel like it, honestly. I was like, I just don't feel like going to this. Um, And it's not like, what is happening? I had to show you this. I said, hey, she's honest. (laughs) Oh, she's so cute. Um, uh, Brenda was taking a picture of her dog. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so the truth is, like, I just, like, I just didn't want to go. Like, I didn't feel like it. Um, 
it, and it's not like something that is like gonna like you know it, like i said it's probably something that i would like meet some cool people and like yeah. i'd probably have a good time and it'd probably be fun and like you never know who you might meet that circles back around it's always great to meet people mm -hmm. but it's not like oh i need to go to do this specific thing it was just like you know it's one of those things i was like yeah like i might meet someone cool always great to show up at those kind of things but i just didn't feel like doing that today yeah. and um that is the choice that I made for myself because that is what I really felt. But then for the whole day, I'm like walking around fucking shaming myself. Like, oh, like you should have just gone. Like, should you just go? Like, you should go. Like, why are you not going? What are you going to do? Like, rest? Like, sit on the couch? Like, do this? Do that? Like, oh, like, you don't know. Like, you might be missing out on something. Like, you're lazy. You're this. Like, I just like fucking shame myself all day mm -hmm. long. And like that doesn't do me any good like i chose not to go because i wanted to rest tonight and i should let myself enjoy that like yeah. that's what i want to do and i should let myself enjoy that instead of like beating myself up for the choice that i made and i do that all the time time Hello. all the time all the time all the time with choices that i make like i just like shame myself so much and it's so stupid because it's not it's all that does is hurt me and the choice that i've made it doesn't help in any way mm. um and i just like really would love to just like be better about honoring my choices mm. and not beating myself up all day long because it's such a waste of my energy and then it bleeds into everything else like if I'm beating myself up all day, like, I'm going to show up worse to everything that I am doing. Yeah. Um, and it drains my energy. And, like, I just, I'm I'm over it. Yeah. No, I, I get you. And I think that this type of, like, this type of shame we carry very, very deeply being, like, Enneagram 3s and stuff like that when it comes to, like, it's all directly tied to essentially, like, our productivity and our drive and our ambition. And I hear you and feel you because I think very similar thoughts and it's it's been better lately not to say it won't change but like even though like my relationship to um like just my fitness routines and stuff like that are so much better in terms of like body image and the way that I look they're so much better however sometimes because I'm a normal human and it's important to me if I don't exercise like when I said I was going to timing let's say I sleep a little bit later or I don't do a workout for X amount of time that I said I was going to do. So unrelated to the way it shows up on my body, just the fact that I said, oh, you're going to do this upper body workout today. And then I sleep late and I don't, then I'm like, damn, like you could have woken up on time and you didn't, you know, little things like that, because it is tied to like productivity or something like, I'm trying to think of, I definitely have so many examples, but like whether just things that are tied to our productivity like like um oh you didn't walk LA today you're a bad mom or like you don't care about her like it's so easy to let that stuff creep in but yeah. what you said about honoring your choices I know for me in the past when stuff like that comes up is when let's say I don't want to say that my negative thought was right but like let's say that I did um like did have the energy to go to the workout and I just chose not to. And in that moment, let's say that it was the wrong choice. Let's say that going to the workout would have benefited me more. I think in those moments, it's like, damn it, you could have made a different choice. 
or fear of like selling yourself short, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But in a moment where it's like, genuinely, I'm making this choice. I think we need to be very conscious of like repeating to ourselves, like I am making the conscious choice to not go to this networking event tonight. Yeah. This is the choice that I want. This is the choice that feels aligned. I will go to the next one and I will not beat myself up about it because I think that like if we feel like we made a choice that put us further away from a goal that we're trying to pursue, like for me, if I, with these other like ventures that we're chasing, like if I don't do something productive towards it, then it's like, oh, well, like maybe it would have happened faster if you did. Like, I think, no, really honoring that in the moment when you make the decision to try to not let it weigh so heavily because you're right like then it's like you're beating yourself up all day and that sucks it's just a waste of my energy like it's just such a waste of my time and my energy and like it doesn't do me literally any good and I just like I had talked a couple weeks ago about like being on my own team more and like I should just like be on my own team like like that's a choice I made like that's fine you're allowed to make that choice yeah and it's just I just want to really work on like catching myself in that because I did it all day. I did it all day unconsciously. And it Mm. wasn't till about an hour ago that I caught myself doing it. Yeah. I think so many of us beat ourselves up or shame ourselves unconsciously. Yeah. And I think it's really important that we become a little bit more conscious of it because it's just, it's not good for us. And it really, it does show up in all the other things that we do yeah and it's true it does it's not great let me just open the door for Ellie. um i so agree and i think that you make a really good point when it comes to conscious versus unconscious i think that when we do make those choices it's important for us to acknowledge i'm making this choice And I will not beat myself up about it consciously or unconsciously for the rest of the day because I made this choice. Um, However, when it comes to things being, I think it like a lot for a lot of us, it's very similar things in which we tend to beat ourselves up about. Like, honestly, for me at this point, there are certain things that like maybe someone else would beat themselves up about that I personally don't because I'm like, you know what? I've, I've learned that's just not, not it for me. Um, or not, I don't know, not something that I want to be doing. But I do I do also feel like us recognizing that in the unconscious, because so much of it affects our energy, like if we do continue to let the unconscious things fester and marinate and grow, then it really does, not only does it change our day in a negative way, but it pushes us in the totally opposite direction because for me anytime that I'm being like super mean to myself I'm only more unmotivated and I'm more likely to continue to be unmotivated the next day it doesn't that's exactly what it does to me like it that's what I'm saying about the seeping into other things like the more I shame myself or beat myself up I'm worse at everything else yeah and it lasts like I I think that there's this notion to an extent or maybe there was or this messaging whatever that like you can beat yourself up enough to like do better because like pain is so painful that like it'll push you towards the direction of seeking pleasure but like for me that doesn't really work like for me Renee Brown has taught us that shame is in a literally useless 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 emotion it does not help people be motivated in any way it only bogs you down 
It really does. And like I'm thinking of, I don't really know where I got it from, but like this notion of like seek uh going away toward away from pain and towards pleasure or towards pleasure and away from pain. And of course, do we prefer things that are pleasurable over painful? Of course. But like I think it there's very specific like I I definitely have heard of people that are like I'm in a shit situation and like therefore I'm going to fight like hell to get in a better situation Mm -hmm. like I think there are aspects of that that work but I think when it comes to like emotionally deciding like oh I'm shitty I'm not enough like that is not a motivator to want to be better (laughs) like if anything I feel like honestly like my journey with fitness and all of the things has been such a great example for me of like there were so many times where I hated myself and I wanted to and I hated my body and I hated every all that stuff and like of course I it felt so painful that I wanted to change something, mm-hmm. but I found the most success ever in finding my worth outside of that stuff and knowing that I'm worthy outside of that stuff. And it made me want to do the things that I had been seeking for so long for myself instead of to change myself. You know what I yes. mean? Yep. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yep. And it is just a way better. It's a way more productive angle to come at. Things. Yeah. Like, you are going to feel so much more motivated to do things with that mindset versus a shame mindset. And I just think so many of us, myself included, do it so subconsciously and we don't even realize that we're doing it. And like, if you're going to do it all day long, every day, it does take a lot more work to undo. And like, you know, if we're just a little bit better about catching ourselves in that, eventually like we'll be better about, doing the opposite um but yeah I like I just was shocked I I honestly was shocked when I caught myself doing it today I was like oh my god like you've been doing that to yourself all day long were you doing that to yourself yesterday oh yeah you were were you doing that to yourself the day before probably like it's kind of shocking sometimes when you can like really catch yourself in it yeah um and I yeah I just I now that I've caught it, like, I really just want to be more aware of it so that I'm doing it less and, like, coming at it with, like, just like what you said, that kind of alternate angle that's actually, you know, serving and motivating and exciting and, like, drudges up energy versus then bog the energy all the way down, which I feel like the two opposite really do. I feel like that one angle that you said, like, really perpetuates energy and shame just like squashes it yeah it does squash it and I and I think also a lot of it comes from this place of like oh I should like for me sometimes with work I'm like oh I should want to go to this event or for you like I should want to because I want the end goal why don't I want to do this right now but it's like we're not we're we hear it all the time of like we're not always going to naturally be motivated we're not always going to want to do certain things and sometimes we should push ourselves to do the uncomfortable thing and other times we really don't need to and I think that knowing that that energy changes and shifts every day and that that doesn't mean that one we're not qualified for the end outcome that we want or two that we don't want it because in the same way as like there are some days where I can fucking breeze through cardio for a full hour and like not blink twice and not feel any anything and other days I'm so much less inclined to do it mm-hmm. and some days I push through and other days I compromise with myself but it's like our our motivation is going to shift but the only way to really like keep it going or it is to create it and the only way we do that is by 
that positive momentum that we're talking about. And it doesn't mean that we have to be like, I feel like whenever I say positive momentum or something like that, people are like, oh, it's just like positive all the time. No, it's just like not being a total asshole to yourself to make yes. you want to do none of the things that you, yes. that's review. <laughs> stop being an asshole to yourself. Stop. Yeah, stop it. Um, and I think something that I've learned about myself, which might be helpful to someone else, is that I really am so much more motivated when it just comes to like motivation on doing things. I'm so much more motivated to do things when I have them planned in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, like if I have like networking events and dinners planned in advance for next week and they're already in my calendar today for next week, like I'm there. Like yeah. there's, I don't really have like a, oh, I don't want to do this. Thing. Like maybe for a second, but like if it's planned, I'm so much more motivated to do it. And like, mm-hmm. I have so much less resistance to it. But when yeah. something comes up kind of last minute, I find it way harder to like not have that resistance to things. So, yeah. you know, if it's for anyone else and it's for you and it could be literally as simple as putting in your calendar, like going to the gym tomorrow, like yeah. tomorrow or the day after or next week or whatever, like whatever it is, I I know that I have so much less resistance when it's planned in advance. I don't know what the psychology behind that is, but like, even like when I was thinking about, you know, on our, on our Europe trip, like we were nonstop from the morning, minute we got up in the morning to like the second we went to sleep and it was all planned. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we had reservations and appointments and places to be, and it was all planned. And yeah, there was obviously fluidity for like things within that. But there was a schedule, and I knew the schedule before we went, and Mm -hmm. I didn't have, like, you know, maybe I felt tired at a moment or blah, blah, but I didn't have any resistance because I was like, but, well, we planned this. Like, we got to go. Right. Like, I expect it. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I feel like that's a tip and tool that I need to use more for myself day to day is, like, Mm -hmm. plan it in advance put it in your calendar you're gonna be way more inclined to do the things yeah um yeah so hopefully that helps yeah. someone yeah and I think also just the whole like you had an expectation of like oh I expect this to be on my calendar I think the same way we can set an expectation of like things might come up and here's how I might feel in response to them and here are some things I can do to deal with that because I know for me like something I was thinking about in terms of motivation is like having a little list because it's so individual. Like it just is like for me doing my workout itself, like sets the tone for my day. So if I don't do it on a certain day, what else can I do that day after the fact, if thoughts are creeping in and I catch myself or something like that, like what else can I do that will provide me with like, honestly, like a, a hit of, of dopamine essentially to replace what something else that I didn't do that day can give me because it is easy to like carry that with you throughout the whole day and it's like okay what can I use instead or what can I do in this moment because I think we can run with like our maybe temporary delusion or whatever you want to call it but like we can run with it like if something else will motivate us in that moment to at least put us in a bit more positive of a mindset roll with it that's okay yeah like a lot of times I think that's where people fall into like those negative dopamine sources, like whether it is coping with alcohol, drugs, food, all those things, 
and I say negative for the sake of they don't actually give you the desired result that you want because you're essentially numbing instead of dealing with something. But it's like we look for those things because we're looking for a source or a spike of something. And I think that if we if the thing that we planned on doing it that we didn't do that we normally shame ourselves for, then like what else can we put in that place to feel the good feeling now in a way that doesn't have a net negative that doesn't work against us in the end? Yeah, 100 percent. I love that. I love that. Um, Stop beating yourself up. Not doing you any good. We're going to hop on that train too. And um, anything else before we go, bud? Hmm. I don't think so. Don't be an asshole to yourself. Don't be an asshole to yourself. Or anyone else. (laughs) That's nice too. But if we're less assholey to ourselves, we're usually less assholey to other people. Yes. It's all a cycle. Okay, well, we love you guys so much. Thank you for coming back week after week. We appreciate you. We love you. Please share the show with your friends. Share it on your stories. And um, we'll see you guys next week. See you next week. Love ya. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. And please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring Twenties Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.